0: the ARC of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard brothers uh, connecting over Zoom. Only the second time we've ever done this. Uh, I know. First time not with the uh, more technically savvy brothers Blanchard who use Zoom uh, in a professional setting pretty regularly and are trained. And luckily we didn't have to bring them in. You figured it out. But for a bit you were like, all I see is a white screen. And I was
1: like, "I, I don't know how to help with that. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, we've mastered this. The only thing I don't know if we're gonna be able to master is um, the animals that um, live with both of us. You mentioned cats. I have a little dog. Luckily, um,
0: I have a door, but apparently, yeah. that's not an option for you.
1: I do, but it, like <laughs> black, you might have heard it on the uh, the uh, Justice League one. I had it shut, and there was like one or two times where they made noise, but it was kind of far off. Uh huh. It's semi shut. But uh, one of them may just kind of barge in here, and they won't make any sounds. I figured if I left it shut, they would bark, so I'm going to leave it open and see if they try to nudge their way in, but it's it's too distracting.
0: We'll see what happens. Uh, We're here, uh, as we mentioned at the end of the previous episode, which hopefully you joined us for. uh, We're going to finish that conversation, which was what we've been watching, because Gavin had a ton. It had been a while since we recorded. Uh, It's been even longer now, so I'm sure you have even more. Yes. But... The big thing it is it is sunday night when we're recording this it's going to turn into monday morning while we're recording this but uh we got to talk about oscars because the oscars are a week away yes and we got to get in our i say annual predictions i think we've only done this one previous year i know we did it for last year's but i don't think we did the whole predictions we did wrap-ups of previous oscars but i don't think we did our prediction episodes
1: Right, because you mentioned you had some other
0: thing you were going to add to it, right? This go round. Oh yeah, I, as we talk through it, okay. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my like sixth man or woman nominees uh, in pretty much every category, where I'm like, hey, but you also could have nominated this, or here's something to think about, or here's something else to shout out that's not getting the extra love in awards season. So I don't know if you did that for the categories or not, but we'll figure that out. I'm, probably, I, I'm pretty sure I could think of one. I feel like maybe we did two years, but I, I think I I definitely won last year. So if we're keeping track of that. Uh but yeah, Gavin's gonna be the scribe as usual for this. I'm gonna run through the categories and he's gonna keep so I'm trusting him to actually write down what I say, but at least right. we have this uh this record of the podcast for what I what my picks were. So
1: you may you may be able to pick up the actual pen to paper. I don't know. Depends on how good Zoom is.
0: We'll see. Yes. Okay. So I guess we, we should just dive right in. Yeah. If you're ready. This is the, the 2021 Oscar season. So we're talking about 2020 movies. And I think the few 2021 ones snuck in there. No, I don't know. There was that extended window. I don't know if that paid off for anybody. We'll talk about that as we go through. But uh, Maybe. yeah, we're on the Academy's uh, official website list of nominees And I'm going from the bottom to the top. I don't know if this is going to be reflective of the the night. Uh, Probably it won't. But that's the order we're going to do. So we are actually starting with Best International Feature. The nominees include Another Round, which I know is from Denmark. Better Days, which I am not sure where it is from. Possibly China. Maybe Japan. Cannot tell from the poster. Uh, We have Collective. Also not sure where that's from. Uh, Quo Vadis Eda, uh, which I'm assuming is Spanish language, and then uh, The Man Who Sold His Skin. I have no awareness of any of these nominees outside of Another Round, which is the only one I've seen, which is one of my favorite movies in recent memory. And uh, notably, Thomas Vinterberg is nominated as director, so that is both my pick for who I think will win and also who I want to win. Uh, So another round is what I'm going with. Um, I I agree. I have no idea what these other movies are. That should be the smart money is definitely on another round. Can't go wrong there. Up next, we got best live action short film. These are basically blind buys. You know, this is where things could get shaken up a bit. So uh, going off of the titles alone, I don't know if you have the posters in front of you. We have Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, which is the only one I have any awareness of, and White Eye. I am going with Two Distant Strangers. I'm going to go with The Present. Okay. And Two Distant Strangers is available on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Uh, I actually, yeah, I need to actually watch that one. And I think all of the shorts as usual are available on the Oscars website to watch in advance. I know they do that for animated. I think they do it for um, the live action as well. Speaking of animated. uh, So you got my pick two distant strangers and you went with the present, correct? Right. Okay. Moving on to animated uh, again, no awareness of any of these. We have burrow genius. Lochi or Loki. If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes People. What are you going with? Give me If Anything Happens, I Love You, I guess.
1: I'm going to go with Opera.
0: Okay. Animated feature. Got Shaun of the Sheep from the... I'm not sure the name of the studio. That's the Wallace and Gromit adjacent people, I think, though, right? British right. studio. Got I Onward so. from Pixar, which premiered on Disney+. Plus. We got Over the Moon, which I think was a Netflix animated. And then we have Soul, also Pixar, and also straight to Disney+. Plus. And finally, Wolfwalkers, for, which was on Apple TV. And that is from Cartoon Saloon, The Secret of Kells, and uh, Song of the Sea People. Oh, I'm going with soul here. Same here. That's what I think will win. That's what I want to win. But I did love Wolf Walkers as well. Would not be upset if it pulls the upset and wins. But I think it's between those two. All right. Short subject documentary. A con- a concerto is a conference. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. This is also what happened because you made me wait an extra hour. I'm like three beers deep now, dude. There this we is, go. That's how it should be, think, every time. I don't think we've ever recorded this way. Okay. Yeah. I kept thinking, oh, I'll crack one because he'll he'll be ready to go in a minute. And I'll already, you know, be nice and loosey goosey for the Oscar predictions because we're just we're just well, having nice. fun here, you know. Yeah, you're but you're extra now. You're good to go. Okay, so let's try that one more time. A concerto is a conversation. Okay. okay. A love song for Latasha. Looks like that's available on Netflix. Uh, colette do not split and hunger ward hmm. uh, i'm gonna go with a love song for latasha just simply based on the fact that it's on netflix and has more exposure so maybe more people saw it if they didn't bother with their academy screeners etc
1: i'm gonna go with hunger ward
0: okay I like that, I like that we got different picks across most of the the ones we don't know because that's where it's gonna get fun. That's where it'll get interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, now we are moving into, oh excuse me, documentary feature. How dare I? Uh, mm-hmm. we have We have Collective, which is that a double nominee in hold on a second. That is a double nominee from international feature as well. Hmm. So I don't know if that's more notable for its chances in this category. Um, or not. But uh, we also have Crip Camp, which I think is available on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher, which I know is available on Netflix, The Mole Agent, and Time, which is on available on Amazon Prime. Hmm. I have yet to catch up with Time. I hear it's incredible. Uh, I think I'm going to put that as my pick for what I think will win. But my personal pick, based on what I've seen, uh, I go My Octopus Teacher, which I thought was phenomenal. Hmm. But There also hasn't been like a big nature doc at the Oscars. So I, I may be screwing up there by not just straight up giving it to My Octopus Teacher, but I'm going to go with
1: Time. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: what are you going with? Crypt Camp. Also a solid pick because I've heard great things about that as well. Uh, did you see My Octopus Teacher? Did we talk about it? I don't think so. I definitely mentioned it on a, what I've been watching. Uh, it's great dude. check it out. It's on Netflix, but guy who gets into like um, deep sea, like cold water diving and shit, just as like a hobby, basically like forms a relationship with an octopus that like lasts for almost a full year. It's pretty incredible. It's great. It's heartwarming and, and upsetting at times, but ultimately very hopeful and awesome and great. And the footage he got is pretty astounding. You should check it out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I'm boring you. Let's move into the closer to the big guns. Okay. We're into visual effects. Yes. Achievement of visual effects. We got Love and Monsters, which kind of a surprise nominee, honestly. I know that was pretty much, I think that was straight to VOD. Or maybe maybe got a small theatrical. I also have Mulan, Tenet. The Midnight Sky and The One and Only Ivan I'm going to go with Tenet simply because it's one of its few nominations and I just feel like it's kind of a gimme even though I, I don't know it's not it's the impressiveness there is like the practical effects and I don't know how they I don't know where the line gets drawn on visual effects if we're specifically talking about we, we don't have to debate that anyways we're both going with Tenet yep. we can move along okay <laughs> I don't want to bore you I don't want to keep you here too long okay uh, we got original song up next the nominees are Husivik from uh, Eurovision Song Contest "The Story of Fire Saga <laughs> we've got uh, Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah Speak Now from One Night in Miami uh, Lo C from the life ahead and hear my voice from the trial of the Chicago seven. What you going with? I'm going to let you pick first. I've
1: got to go with Husovic from Eurovision song contest story of fire and saga.
0: Here's the thing. I don't know how much about how the award ceremony is going down this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to have like live performances, but that would be what I would lean towards because like, on the night, that's the one that like is going to have people having a good time as opposed to these other ones that I have really no awareness of. I think they're all pretty much credit songs right? for each of these. Uh, but I also feel like maybe the Eurovision nomination is just like a fun, Hey, we can be funny too, but it's not actually going to get the win. Hmm. So I don't know, but these other ones I'm like hard pressed to decide. I think I will go with Speak Now uh, from One Night in Miami simply because Leslie Odom Jr. is on it. And that would be probably the one way that that movie gets honored that evening. And Leslie Odom Jr., of course, very famous from Hamilton and several other Broadway efforts. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with uh, Speak Now. So you got Husabik. I hope you're right, brother. I think that would be a really fun win. But
1: I believe so. I think it would be too.
0: All right. We got original score, our uh, cousin from another mother, Terrence Blanchard for Defive Bloods, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank, Emil Mosseri for Minari, uh, James Newton Howard for News of the World, and Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Baptiste uh, for Soul, which is what I'm going with. You would think those, they'd split the vote. They've been double nominees in almost every precursor awards, and they've almost always won for Soul, even though I actually think the Manx score is more impressive for sounding like it could have just come out of that time period, like it could have been the score for any movie from that era. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I could see that.
0: But I'm going with Soul, and I think that is what will win and it's also like well hey you get to honor them and john Jean, jabptist uh, contribution as well if you do the the sole win so you get three winners instead of just two right so i think that's what a win i still I, dude terrence blanchard has got to get an oscar at some point he's done incredible work mostly with spike but like the 25th hour score he should have won for that 100% i
1: mean that's who i would who i'm going for
0: you're going for Terrence Blanchard and Defy Bloods? Yeah. Also, it's yeah. like a lone nomination, so that would be lovely if that happened. But I'm going with the smart money. And again, I like I said, I prefer the Mank score. I think Defy Blood score is amazing. I think the Minari score is amazing, and I haven't seen News of the World. So all good nominees this year. On to makeup and hairstyling. We have Emma, Hillbilly, Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Who is in Pinocchio? That is the so Roberto Benigni is definitely oh, okay. in it, of course. but it's like I feel like he played Pin- Pinocchio back in the day and now he's Geppetto or something. Oh. Okay. It's like yeah. It's so, like is that uh, what you're going with?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going with um for makeup and hairstyling, I'm going with Ma Rainey's black bottom. Me too, brother.
0: Very smart nice. pick. I think I think it's gonna win. It should the transformation of Viola Davis in particular. Like I know she personally put on weight for it, but the actual, like actually making her look like Ma Rainey and all the actors for that matter, like nailing that period look. Oh yeah. Great stuff. So I I think that will win really hope. It's not hillbilly elegy. It's like we made Glenn close look like a Southern person. Like great, great on us, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we, we agreed on that one. Best sound. This is the first year, if I'm not mistaken, we took away mixing and editing and we just put it all together. So just one category simplified for people. We got Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and my pick, and I'm sure yours as well. Sound of Metal. Yep. Sound of Metal does not win the sound category, I I truly don't know what to make of the the technical Oscars. I I, I would not understand that move at all achievement and costume design. We have Emma once again, Ma Rainey's black bottom Mank, Mulan and Pinocchio once again. So do you think they'll split here or do you think they'll double up with makeup and hairstyling?
1: I don't know because I feel like Mulan was a big deal. And I feel like probably there was a lot made of, of the costuming there. And you could just as easily give it to Mank with it being a period piece and all in black and white and everybody looking like they, you know, just stepped off the lot at MGM or something. So I, I have no idea which, where I would want to go. Um,
0: Got to make a call, brother.
1: It's a tough with decision. Go with Ron. Ron.
0: I'm going to go with Emma. When in doubt, pick the period piece.
1: And there's like three of them on here. So (laughs) what are you going to do
0: But pick the most European of the period pieces when in doubt. I'm just saying. People hated Marie Antoinette masterpiece, in my opinion. But it still won the costume Oscar because they were like, well, this is undeniable. Like, this looks incredible. Okay. Anyways. So yeah, when in doubt, go with the European period piece. I'm going with Emma for sure. Okay. Uh, production design. Ma Rainey. Once again, a lot of nominations. I don't think I actually paid attention to how many nominations they got, um, which is great. Good movie. Very good movie. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mank. News of the World. Once again, I guess I need to watch News of the World. Yeah. Maybe. Sounds like uh-huh. it. Uh, Tenant and the Father. This is this is where I go with Mank for the first time.
1: I was going to say I have to think. I think I would have to go with Mank just because of what it is and when when, when it is. I think you got to go with that. For yeah, I, I'm going to go with Mank. All
0: right. Achievement in film editing. Alan Baumgarten for the Trial of Chicago Seven. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Uh, Friedrich Thorvald for Promising Young Woman, Mikael E.G. Nielsen for Sound of Metal, and Yorgos Lamprimos, Prinos, Lamprimos, Prinos, so excuse me, for the father.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Note Man Land. I
0: think that's the safe bet, and that's what I'm gonna tell you to put down for me as well. Um, Having not seen it, but from vaguely what I know, I feel like the father might be like a stealth contender in there because I know it's about dementia. And I think the way it depicts it is probably mm-hmm. the editing is integral to that. Um, so I feel like that one could sneak in there, but I, I think it's going to be a Land centric night. So why not give Chloe Zhao this? This will be one of her three Oscars this evening, I think. So, yeah, I think that's where they're going to go. Would not be mad about it. That movie has a particular you and I. I mean, we'll get to best picture conversation, but you and I have yet to talk about Nomadland. So this is definitely the time to finally do that as well. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll save that for when we get to the, the big guns. OK, uh, cinematography.
1: Mm.
0: And you, you know what? Well, we're already kind of
1: I mean, I kind of feel like you would want to go No Man Land as well just with the way it's shot and what it does and how it feels. But then I also think you could argue Mank because it feels like it's both an, uh, an update to a classic type of movie back how we used to make movies, but then it is again, you know, a David Fincher joint. So like I don't
0: I think it's definitely between those two for sure.
1: I'm going to go nomad.
0: I'm, I'm also, that's, that's where my money is for sure. I think that's, what's going to win. And i I'm also realizing that like, I said, I was going to do my, my six man nominees. And we're kind of now getting into the territory where I actually have those for the categories, obviously for short <laughs> subject and stuff. I wasn't like, Oh, well this as well. Um, but in cinematography, I'm kind of shocked that there was not a tenant nomination. I'll be honest. Because that's the biggest compliment I can give that movie, which I was able to see on the big screen, was it looked really, really good. It was incredibly I well mean, shot.
1: I, I would say the same thing about like Synchronic. I thought it was really absolutely really well done when it comes to cinematography.
0: Just- Another one that leaps to mind though, and this is actually my true six man nominee, the vast of night, dude.
1: Oh yeah. Total- Some of
0: those one that they pulled off. Mm-hmm. Like that's astounding stuff. I, I yeah. notable that they're throw that in visual effects as well. Like, I don't know, but yeah. Okay. We can move along. Adapted screenplay. Borat subsequent movie film. I was going to start to read how many, uh, writers are attached to that movie but i'm just gonna pass because there's way too many to name uh yeah,
1: well, here we go Adapted. it's down at the bottom they're doing it by writing i was looking for yeah.
0: uh, chloe Zhao for nomadland
1: wait um you said borat uh, subsequent sub- movie film delivery of progenous bride to american regime for make benefit for-
0: one's glorious nation of kazakhstan
1: you have yeah. to read the whole title now
0: how dare i i know <laughs> uh <laughs> Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Kemp Powers for One Night in Miami, I believe, adapting his own play. Uh, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father. That's also adapted from a play. And Ramin Barani for The White Tiger. What do you think, man?
1: I'm going bored, man.
0: I think... I think that's honestly just that's them being cute with the nomination. Honestly, I think they're patting themselves and on the back just for nominating it. I don't think, I think it, it will win though.
1: I don't think it'll win either, but I just like the idea that this thing that we didn't know about that just kind of showed up randomly as like a uh hey, you got out of you, know, you got out of quarantine. Okay, here's a nice thing for you to watch on Amazon. I like the idea of that. So give it give it its due. This is the only nomination, I'm assuming.
0: I mean, it's nominated in other places. We already mentioned one or two, but yeah. Oh,
1: where was it? Where else was Borea? I thought we already, I thought I had at
0: least one category.
1: No, I didn't. Uh-uh. Never I mind. I haven't seen it in any one of these I looked up.
0: Excuse me. It's It's got some one more nomination ahead that I'm aware of.
1: Okay. Okay. Ah. Um, uh, I know you're going
0: to put no Nomadland. It's fine. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And I know... <laughs> well, because I've also heard, obviously, the novel is quite different than the movie in terms of the approach of the movie and the naturalistic dialogue. So I think it's an interesting work of adaptation from what I understand about it. And I also just don't know about Again, The Father or One Night in Miami. It would be cool to see either of those, I suppose, because they're both play mm-hmm. adaptations. But yeah, I'm going to go with Nomadland. My uh, my sixth man here, which is... I, I, I'm still kind of shocked that it's not on here, but is, I'm thinking of ending things. Like if you were not going to give it any oh, other yeah. nominations, how could you not give it adapted screenplay? He's mm-hmm. arguably the most famous screenwriter of the last like two decades. But, anyways.
1: Hey, knock
0: it off. Okay, so original screenplay we have Will Burson, Chaka King, Kenneth Lucas, and Keith Lucas, the Lucas brothers for Judas and the Black Messiah, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and Derek C. in France for Sound of Metal. And old Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago Mm 7 I'm going to be bold here. I really hope this wins. This is my pick. And I hope it actually wins. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. I think this is probably its lone, if not two wins for the evening. That's what I'm going with. And that honestly is the energy of like the early to mid-2000s Oscars, which is like, you have this big kind of like quote unquote indie or art house movie that kind of breaks through and it's like, it's not going to win best picture, but you honor it with the screenplay Mm -hmm. and for true originality, obviously Judas and the black Messiah, which would be my second pick because of the way that it takes historical fact and like melds it into an action thriller is very impressive to me. Um, is original in and of itself, but is working from some sort of source material in the same case. Here's what I'm worried about. I think trial of Chicago seven is going to win. And that's another one where I'm like, I don't quite understand how it's original other than like, yes, you wrote it, but it's like, you didn't have any book of reference for like this period of time and these characters, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but I think they're going to go Sorkin. just because but i think emerald finnell is both who should get it and like makes the most sense for original screenplay have you seen promising young woman yet no i need to it just it just dropped down on prime it is also available in Redbox for like way cheaper obviously but uh i would love to talk with you about it it was it was an experience for sure
1: maybe i'll throw it on after this
0: maybe you should uh what's your pick here though
1: I do have some Handmaid's Tale I need to finish. Um, I'm oh, doing- Jesus I- Christ.
0: I tapped out, man. I was I don't even think we made it through season two. Oh, dude. I've, I'm,
1: I've just finished two. I'm starting. I um, was in the middle of three, actually, when I was like, shit, we're supposed to record. And God doesn't eat. I was great. I was like. Oh,
0: I see. Okay. Oh, oh shit. Well, dude, dude, I put man. off watching Mayor of Easttown, the premiere tonight on HBO, Kate Winslet solving a murder mystery. What? Yeah, dude. I put that off to record. I'm, I'm waiting to get to that after we're done with this. Okay. Yeah, well, dude. The mayor of yeah. Easttown. The new H. We finally have an HBO Sunday night drama back in the mix. And Thank we God. finally got our early first part of the year. Murder mystery detective show. Dude. She's in it. Guy Pierce. Who I'm Who I'm saying from the beginning. He did it. I don't know how, but he did it. I'm sure he did. And <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah gonna be great dude
1: or i'm hoping it'll
0: be great i'm gonna check out the pilot tonight
1: okay yeah all right where where were we um i had sound of metal
0: sound of metal i mean i i would love to to see it when i i think again sound is probably its lone probably thing it'll take away unfortunately but it did have a big showing in general i'm surprised with the amount of nominations like very Mm -hmm. pleased to see that uh Yes. So again, you have me down for promising young woman, but we, and I think we both agree though, that unfortunately probably Aaron Sorkin will win. Not that he needs another one. Exactly. Okay. Achievement in directing. (laughs) Do we even need to have this conversation? (laughs) We can't, but, uh, oh, this is where you're going to go with Meg Mm -hmm. for real.
1: I mean, why not? Why wouldn't he, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no Madland, honestly. 100%
0: Hundred percent. That's where my money is too. But just so, so everybody else knows who's in competition, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland is, is going to win. But uh, we also have David Fincher for make promising young woman, directed by Emerald Fennell, uh, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, and another round, uh, Thomas Venterberg All very deserving nominees. Um, but I think it's I think it's her year, which I ha- again have no problem with. I yeah. just would like to encourage people. Go check out the Rider. Maybe, maybe go watch some of her other movies. Uh, okay, actress in a supporting role. This one is wide open, dude. I mean, throw a dart. I guess Amanda Seyfried and Mank, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Maria Bakalova, Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit glorious nation, once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. You happy now, Olivia Colman yeah. for the father and Eugene Yu Yoon for Minari. Who's it going to be?
1: I got Maria Bakalova. All
0: right. Uh, I'm going to go with Eugene Yu Yoon for Minari. Okay. And we'll see how that shakes out.
1: Agreed. Right.
0: My uh, excuse me. Sorry.
1: Who's your Yeah, who's your sixth person?
0: Well, yeah, my sixth person for original um would have been vast of night. Uh Andrew what Patterson, I think. And in directing, I also would have nominated Andrew Patterson and uh and or Charlie Kaufman for Think of Anything. So,
1: yeah. I would that's, have done uh that's just of night for directing as well as a first time. That would have been dope. Do you have, what about your um supporting? Do you have anybody else you would you would throw in there for supporting actors? supporting actress?
0: Um, well, I started to say I started to say it, but I'm like, no, she's the lead in that movie. Uh, I started to say Bast of Night again, but I think she's she's a lead. Wouldn't you say?
1: Fake yeah, Crocker. I, yeah. I can't
0: remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but I know the character. Um, yeah, so I guess I couldn't put her in here. Um, maybe Tony Collette, for I'm thinking of ending things. Possibly, yeah. uh, I actually need to like pull up my list. I, I did have these written out somewhere. Excuse me. You can you can vamp. Do you have a, a sixth sixth woman in this category? I'm
1: running into that same thing. I'm trying to think, like, you know, how you how you would oh excuse me excuse me
0: no sorry i found my list dominique fishback uh in judas and the black messiah okay as fred hampton's wife perfect supporting performance like less than 20 minutes on screen is like the heart and soul of that movie in so many ways like yeah that would be my my sixth woman but you yun uh is my my pick for minari and i think she's got a good shot but I think this category is wide open. Like I literally think it could be anybody. I don't think it will be Olivia Coleman just because she's won recently for best actress. I don't think it will be Glenn close just because that seems to be her fate <laughs> to, to, yeah, to not win. Right and then again, I thought if you asked me like several months ago, I would have been like Amanda Seyfried, no question. But I just feel like all of the mank energy is like, completely dissipated i don't i I think it's going to be the irishman and it's going to walk away with literally nothing probably probably yeah uh but yeah who was your pick but you said bakalopa right and i think that would be awesome if she won uh just because they so rarely like when's the last time they did supporting for a comedy like marissa tomei and my cousin benny
1: yeah 20 30 years ago
0: yeah Where they actually won, I'm saying there's been the like, oh, we'll nominate Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids or we'll do this or we'll do that. But it's, again, usually just feels like, oh, well, for you, for this comedy, it's just an honor to be nominated.
1: But right. Uh, You want to do actor in the supporting role?
0: Yes, that's where we're on to. I'm sorry. I was stuck in my role. This one
1: doesn't. This doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, I mean, go ahead and lay it on the table.
1: This this has
0: been a bit of controversy.
1: Yeah, how do you put Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield as both supporting roles? I get if you don't want to argue that they're not the main issue, but then who technically is the lead in that movie? I get it is what it is. Are are we? Well, the movie itself.
0: Okay, so most awards. Most awards you submit who you want in. The category, the Oscars, they can pull regardless. That's how you have stuff like um, Anthony Hopkins wins best actor for Hannibal Lecter, a movie where he does not appear on screen for more than 20 minutes, but they consider him lead. Yeah. So I'm saying there are these little things where it's like they can nominate you wherever the hell they want you to. So in all of the buildup, Lakeith had run as best actor with daniel kaluuya in supporting and lakeith just did not get nominated for like globes sag etc like and so it's kind of crazy that he finally pulled the nom for the oscar but it's in supporting now you would think that's going to mean that they would split the category right but i i really don't think so i think daniel kaluuya has it in the bag uh
1: well, just yeah, but, yeah, and you and, and i had
0: this debate when listening. we reviewed the movie a bit but i think i mean clearly it's from lakeith's perspective he's coming into to that world and he is the lead character he's the main focus right and daniel kaluuya it, is very much the supporting actor
1: i agree and like even listening to him talk as i listened to him on marin and i watched him in snl and whatnot and like just hearing all of that i i feel like it would be one of those cool like cool moments where like if he did win he'd just be like i'm not doing this alone like come on up here dude like we both did this together that sort of thing just to kind of stick it to the oscars i know right I, are, are they doing like a, are they doing a live broadcast or are they i
0: i don't know exactly how it's going to go down all i know is steven soderbergh is a producer this year of the oscars so I'm just I'm just counting on him to make it fucking cool and interesting, dude. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think it's going to be a mix, probably at home and uh, over Zoom and stuff.
1: Okay, so who are you going to go with?
0: I'm going with Daniel Kaluuya, but we also have okay, Lakeith Stanfield, also for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami, Paul Racy in uh, Sound of Metal very happy to see him here and then i mean if anybody sticks out like a sore thumb i'm sorry but sasha baron cohen who i love does not deserve at all to be in the company of these other actors
1: yeah i mean if you're going to do another person supporting you i mean you can even nominate jared leto i mean come on man
0: um okay is that your sixth man pick seriously of course. <laughs> because the most glaring omission of the entire <laughs> well, oscars and we talked about this at the time the fact that Delroy Lindo is not nominated for *The yes. Five Bloods* in supporting is any a fucking travesty.
1: Jonathan Winters, like none of them, nobody can get. Him Jonathan
0: Majors, Jonathan Majors, Winters, Winters is a old old British man who I believe is dead now. The comedian, he is dead. big Major. friends with uh, Robin Williams. Yes, Jonathan Majors could have got nominated. Clark Peters, any of them, but Delroy Lindo should have been nominated, one hundred percent. Yes, um, I I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. I really don't. Um, and to be honest, if he was in this category, that would be my pick over Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, I definitely. still think that was one. I mean, as great as Judas and the Black Messiah was, I think that was a like career defining performance for Delroy Lindo. And I'm like, I think Daniel Kaluuya has like multiple Oscars in his future. I think he's going to win one on Sunday, but I think mm-hmm. he's got even more coming.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Again, he should have won for Get Out as far as we're concerned. He should already have one. It's it's almost late to the party. You could have nominated him for supporting for widows, which got completely uh, ignored.
1: Black Panther.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't nominate him over Michael B. Jordan for supporting. No, of course not. Yeah, which I I, I remember when we thought that was going to happen for a bit. We really thought that was going to happen, and then it didn't. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, best actress. Brandon,
1: know that. It's
0: all, it's, all, it's oh, all. Oh, you think it's a done deal? I do. All right. So Gavin's going, but I will Frances say McDormand that my in Nomadland,
1: this is the one where I will, I will switch it up and say my, the safe money to me, I feel like is Francis McDormand, but if I had to pick, I would pick Viola Davis. And I'm surprised that she got nominated because I just don't, I didn't really hear about it, but I didn't realize that they nominated uh, Vanessa Kirby for pieces of a woman.
0: Yes. she she's was, been like the lone nomination for that movie yeah. throughout the whole season. Yeah. You know? so. Notably Andre day did pull out the golden globe kind of surprisingly uh, Viola Davis. I think won sag, I'm not sure. And then Francis McDormand won the BAFTA recently. So this one's been all over the place. I'm going with Carrie Mulligan. I'm going oh. to be bold and uh, think that the, the Oscars might go a different direction simply because Francis won like two or three years ago for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, you may That's recall. True. So a recent win, uh, Viola won for Fences, which I believe would have been supporting. She honestly is probably my pick here of who's nominated, but I I think it might be Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Okay, I think it might happen. So that's what I'm going to go with. But I, I think it should probably be Viola. And then if I had my way, again, the fact that Jesse Buckley is not nominated for I'm thinking of ending things, the my my favorite female performance of last year by a country mile. Uh, given that she is not nominated, I I guess I will. I'll go with Carrie Mulligan as my pick. Okay. Did you have a sixth woman in this case? I mean, and, and the aforementioned Vast of, uh, of Night. Yes. And again, her name escapes me. Uh, and I cannot move over to look it up right now. Okay. We're on to Best Actor. Um, again, I don't think we need to have a conversation, but Anthony Hopkins is nominated for The Father, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Gary Oldman for Mank. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal and Steven Yun for Minari Yeah, fantastic category. First wait, of wait, all, wait,
1: wait, 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 we skipped the Best Supporting Actor.
0: How? No, we didn't. Daniel Kaluuya.
1: Oh, we who, did. We went right by that. My bad. Who did? Did you pick him as well?
0: I did. I don't think we right. saw that's why. That.
1: Yes. Yeah, I did. You're right. Go ahead.
0: yeah i i mean it's it's a done deal and it's also my pick and it's who i think should win but it chadwick boseman's gonna win this oscar like there's no there's no question whatsoever um i mean if you want to be really subversive i've heard a lot of energy around anthony hopkins just because he won the bafta but i think that's more of a marker of like british people not voting for black people historically at the baftas than it is anything else. Like even when they're dead and there's all this energy behind honoring their final performance, even then they're like, nah, Anthony Hopkins, but you know, so if anybody's going to sweep in there, that's who it would be. Again, Gary Oldman way too close uh, to the darkest hour kind of wish in retrospect. He had, you know, won for in a different year in a different time realm where we don't have the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman. I'm like this. I would rather Gary Oldman win for Mank than the darkest hour. think it's a superior performance but whatever uh and again riz ahmed and stephen yun it's one of those where it's like i love both of those performances if they somehow snuck in here that would be incredible yeah i agree but that's more of a like for both of them though that's more of a like you guys have arrived like we recognize you as like some of the best actors of your generation which again stephen yun after minari and particularly after catching up with burning from a couple years ago i'm like I think he's like one of the five best actors in the world right now. I think he's absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. So. And you
1: haven't even seen Mayhem. So,
0: <laughs> of course, no, missed it. Uh, but we're both watching Invincible right now where he. Oh, my God. His and voice talents.
1: Well, wait a minute. It, it, did another one just drop? Are they at five now?
0: Five or six. I'm not sure. Well, new one came out on
1: Friday. Okay. I didn't watch the one on Friday. I got to catch up on that.
0: Yeah. They're either at five or six. I'm not sure. Okay. Did you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, by the way.
1: I did. Oh my god, dude! Okay, are you so kidding me?
0: So I had to like, um I had to restart it the next day. Like, I watched the first twenty minutes one night, and I was fading, so I paused it. And so I started it back, and I'm watching it, and like, it's ramping up, and I'm not looking at the episode counter, and I'm forgetting about the fact that I had already watched twenty five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. So they're building up to that ending or whatever. And like, he's about to open the case from Wakanda. And I'm just like, dude, is it going to be wings or is it going to be a cap suit? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then like cut to credits. And I was like, Oh shit. I totally forgot. <laughs> There's one more episode. I was totally geared up yeah. for like, dude, he's about to suit up and like final action set piece. Let's get it. Oh, uh, credits. Oh shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. I am I'm so. Thinking I'm thinking I, it's a
1: cap suit with wings in it already. That would be incredible. Made I, from the like most unbreakable metal on the planet.
0: This is one of the most exciting penultimate episodes I've seen in a long time. Where I'm like, I am so jacked for like for this coming Friday's episode that I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if it can deliver because I am so excited. I thought that was a fantastic like brought in a lot we'll talk about it we're going to review it with the uh the brothers blanchard i think we mentioned that yeah Yeah, this coming weekend so i'll I'll save all that chatter okay yeah chadwick boseman all the way best actor gonna happen very happy about it indeed and we have arrived at the final category brother best motion picture of the year 2020 slash 21 (laughs) yeah slash Q1 of 2021 and really the only one that benefited from this or two rather Judas and the Black Messiah of course premiered in February Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Promising Young Woman was like a Christmas release so that no that doesn't count and then I think the father did not get a proper release until right first part of this year all of which are nominated here along with Mank minari nomadland sound of metal and the trial of the chicago seven what's it gonna be what's your what's your pick what's your alternative oh i didn't do i didn't do an alternative best actor excuse me yeah and i'm trying to think who i feel like got
1: the, the kid who plays this year the kid who plays Everton in night bass of night i mean he's all over the place he's my favorite he's great these nominee nominees
0: he's great um if i'm gonna pull from anywhere else maybe like any again it's more of an ensemble but anybody from mangrove would be cool um
1: how about tom hardy capone how about that (laughs)
0: Dude, the fact that you just reminded me that that's a movie that existed and like came out early quarantine, like we paid mm-hmm. extra money to watch that we and review did. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's your that's your sixth man pick, Tom Hardy. Sure. I thought for sure you were going to go Will Smith, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, sure, Bad Boys for the, Life—the defining chapter in Mike Lowry's life, the highest grossing movie of 2020 did not even get nominated can you imagine that
0: okay i'm gonna throw two at you see how you feel about this and it's also making me think that i totally screwed up on a best actress sixth woman as well okay and you could do it for both of these movies actually <laughs> andy Samberg, yeah palm springs best actor yeah that would be a cool nomination. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. from the same movie, Kristen Miladi for Best Actress, yeah. and then also Possessor, Christopher Abbott for Best Actor, yeah. and Andrew Riceboro for Best Actress.
1: Let, how about this? How about let's do this? Let's we we'll, we we'll, we'll talk recap when it's done, but let's say from. Uh... let's just do editing up. We'll uh, we'll make our own picks who like, okay, this is what the Academy said, but if I had to, if you agree, you agree. But if you don't, and you can think of something that you feel like could have beat the winner, but just didn't get noticed. You bring that to the table. How's that sound?
0: For our actual recap
1: episode that you're saying, right? So yeah, Yeah. we wait and see who the Academy picks. And we're like, okay, but Hey, this, this is a movie that nobody saw that didn't get nominated. That totally would win. That when you look back in five years and you're like, "Wait a minute, this thing won, right you know, This is the movie people actually still be talking about when you know five years comes up, I think that's what we should
0: do um I don't think we settled on best Picture, but we both picked Nomad land, I'm assuming
1: yeah, I got nomad land if if I mean, just based off of watching it and what it. Meant if there was a surprise out of nowhere, I wouldn't hate it if Sound of Metal won, just because I'm I'm appreciate that it got nominated. But if I had to say a runner up, if it's not going to be Nomadland, it's probably going to be Judas and the Black Messiah.
0: Um, that would be my my stealth like I hope that happens pick honestly, and I think there's a way to you give Chloe Zhao best director, but then you give best picture to Judas and the Black Messiah because they've split the they split the vote in recent years. Mm-hmm. where they honor one thing for director it's not necessarily 100% crossover but I again we're picking what we think will win not we're not playing magical mystical games here so right.
1: this isn't Vegas odds either so it's just kind uh, of you know.
0: I'm going with Nomadland but I would love to see the upset from Judas and the Black Messiah I also think Minari is an incredible movie and could totally sneak in there uh, the other ones I don't really think have a shot and the only other weird upset obviously would be if like trial of the Chicago seven won, because yeah. that would seem like the most like old school oscar pick. And it would seem boring as hell and completely out of touch with like everybody else's tastes, but it could happen, but I think it's going to be Nomadland. I think that's a safe bet. And obviously if you've listened to any of our year end coverage of last year, uh, my my other movie I'm thinking of any things that should have been at least nominated just saying there's plenty of other love for Netflix movies I don't know why we couldn't find some for old Charlie Kaufman but that's just me that's just something yeah. that I enjoyed so okay we got them locked in they're all written down
1: yep they are all okay. <laughs> okay are you sure 100%
0: okay before we move on what did you think of Nomadland? Or like, are are you going to be pleased if it wins? Is it more of just like, a, oh, okay, yeah, I understand that. Are you amped for it to win? Does it feel like a um, a fait accompli, a, a foregone conclusion? Like, what what do you? What's your feelings on it? What did you think watching it?
1: I just appreciated how it just. I mean, again, that's why I was asking how it was made. What what it dealt dealt with all that because. I get, you know, there are actors, actors, because you asked me if there was somebody I knew who showed up in there and you're, you're, I'm assuming you're talking about what's his face, right? Like the dude that shows up that I can't think of his name now, whatever he. David Struthairn.
0: Is that who that is? Yeah. The only other non-actor in the movie.
1: Right. What's Mm -hmm. He's, uh, was he in those Bourne movies?
0: yeah among other things but yeah, like what else would i know him from
1: i know who he is i know the face he's another that guy to me
0: i mean good night and good luck was probably his the closest he came to like big stuff. So he was nominated for an oscar for it but uh okay. quiz show back in the day yeah um he was in lincoln he was in godzilla he's in la confidential he's uh
1: yeah he's one of those everywhere guys he's
0: just he works yeah, dude, he's just been in a billion things i don't know what the definitive david strathairn role is other than um edward r murrow in good night and good luck hmm. like that's the closest he's that had to like a big leading role but yeah he's just he's been in shit forever he's on the sopranos he's got a nice little arc on there all okay. over tv i think he's a theater guy primarily i don't know but, probably um but yeah, so you liked it. I mean, I guess retroactively, yeah, no, I, like, where does it stack up in your your year-end ranking? Like, I mean, would it have been one of your top ten? Did you have like a huge response to it, or was it more just like, oh, that was good. I enjoyed it.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, for the year, I mean, I I probably would have made it like a six or seven, maybe around that area. Definitely, because I again it sounds ridiculous, but half of it is just the the technical side you don't see. I mean, I like as I, I when we mentioned it the other day, I or it's not the other day, it's a couple episodes ago, but just the idea of like, yeah, just cut her hair and send her out into the world with these people and just tell her that like, oh, this is just my friend who's you know recording this because she's recording my journey and try and see how many people you can come and in, interact with and just talk to and build your story from that and then if you have to go back and get pickups of like you getting fired or you having to quit this job and move and like you can tell that story secondary but just the raw interactions with people you know that's that's what i would appreciate it's like you and i mentioned bad trip last talk, time we talked i've mm-hmm. since watched it hell yeah and- Sort of bad trip is the credits where they're showing these people hey dude there's a camera we're getting your release because we have to get your release to get you on film but that's what i mean would, i would have shot all that i would have shot my interaction with people what they're telling me learning everything i can about this culture of like people who constantly are in flux and moving for work and then i would have shot me getting their release to sign whatnot and i would have put all that together and like pulled my thing from that now i get that they had a story to tell and, and an idea to go with and I think that's great and I know you told me the writer is very similar in that it's you know non-actors true to form it's as close as you can get to a documentary slice of life that is an actual narrative film and so that aspect of it alone just making something like that I'm already on board with but then you put in Francis McDormand I'm like okay can't complain with that and then you bring up this subject that like I feel like a lot of people probably don't aren't aware of or if they are now they are because of you know they're forced into it and it's at the same time that it seems like kind of sad and like whatever it's awfully very hopeful and it kind of shows you like some people do this because they have to some people do this because they choose to and
0: mm-hmm.
1: regardless it's just a group it's a subculture of people that live in this country that probably very rarely get the spotlight put on them. And I thought it was a beautiful way to kind of showcase that and showcase that regardless of, like, what you may think or feel about it all. There's Just to get to the humanity of it and what it means to move throughout that world, exist in it, operate in it, all that. I just, I don't know, I I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it was no Bad Boys 3 or um, (laughs) – that's, or last that's, of Night, which is like, you know,
0: pure... Given that you mentioned that. High, but uh, it was still just, really good. Just for context, yeah. Bad Boys for Life was my number 22 favorite movie of last year. And Nomadland was my number
1: 29.
0: So, there you go. So there you go. I I thought it was incredibly well made. I think it's a very good movie. Um, Indeed. Uh, at the same time, I did not fully... movie's very vibey. Uh of just flows and goes along and i never fully like emotionally invested in it not that that's a prerequisite for me enjoying a movie right? but i felt like all of it was at a bit of a remove a bit a bit more observational than on the ground like with these people and I, i i don't know if that's the mood i was in or what but I felt like it was it was more the mood and the, the vibe than it was any kind of depth to any of these interactions with people. Right. Um, or like really trying to tell anybody else's story. It's just kind of her flowing through and kept picking up these little bits of other people. And I, again, it, that wasn't like why I disliked it. I just felt like, and I, I didn't really dislike it at all. It just did not grab me in the way that like the writer... For instance, her previous movie, I was so emotionally invested in, and just like right there with the guy the whole time. And I don't know if that remove is partly because I'm sitting there going, "Well, this is Frances McDormand, and she is right. acting right now."
1: That's and what I so, was going to ask. So for that, me, it was like
0: this. Yeah, it was like Land is like her taking her current style of filmmaking. To I guess it's logical end point, honestly, in a lot of ways, which is like, okay, I've worked with mostly non-actors doing this hybrid documentary narrative style. What happens when I introduce one of the most famous actresses in the world into this setup and the way that I make movies? And for me, it doesn't full it didn't fully work, honestly. The stuff mm-hmm. with her and Strathairn, which feels a little more written, does not like feel as naturalistic as some of the interactions with the non-actors. And so anyways, I had a few quibbles with it in general. I totally like understand why it's being recognized and why people love it and are getting behind it. I just personally did not like emotionally connect to it that deeply. I have no problem with it winning best picture. I think it's a lot better than some other movies that have won best picture, but for me, it just, yeah, it was nowhere near my top 10. I thought it was good. I thought it was well-made, but just not not one of my
1: favorites of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, Sound of Metal is like 10 times higher. For and me.
0: Sound of Metal is much higher for me as well. But even Sound of Metal was not like in my top 10, and I didn't respond to as much as you did. Um, and I've heard <laughs> other people, be- like you and Tim, for instance, like absolutely 10 out of 10. I had some some minor minor quibbles with that one as well. And like my friend Evan, I think we were a little more like, "Oh, great movie," but like I had a few issues with this or that that kept me from like fully loving it, loving it, like thinking it was like masterpiece level. Um, we don't have to like relitigate those right now, but um, yeah, another one that I think I like, I emotionally connected with parts of it, and then other elements I was like, "What well, do we need that or this?" And I just the I don't know. Anyways. I mean, so I yeah, think- I'm a little more muted on Nomadland in general, but I, ha- again, I, I think of what's nominated. I, I don't like if this again is what Chloe Zhao was like honored for when it's like her last two movies um, songs, my brother taught me, I finally caught up with, which is incredible as well, but it's more like a introduction to like, Hey, okay. We think you're like on this next platform of like directors, etc. cetera. I think that's just cool. Period. And then it is interesting that like her follow-up to *Nomadland* is *Eternals*, this giant fucking Marvel movie, which I'm even more fascinated to see, just because it's like, how do we go from like <laughs> this budget level way up here? So
1: right. Uh, that that'll definitely be interesting.
0: And we get that later to- this year too, which is crazy she's going to win an Oscar and then we're going to get her next movie within a couple months.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that they put out that new mutants movie at all. So it showed up on max.
0: Oh yeah. it went into theaters in the midst of last year. It did. And then it was on VOD for a while.
1: Yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was a TV show.
0: Oh no. It, I mean, it also sat on a shelf for like three or four years. That's why like Anya Taylor joy, the girl from, uh, game of thrones uh aria can't think of the actress's name that's why they all look like three or four years younger uh, because what's
1: his face from uh stranger things
0: oh yeah same thing there dude those kids when we finally get season four we're not even going to recognize them they're going to have to like they're going to have to do like reintroduction name cards or whatever where they're just like it flashes on the screen just to tell you whatever who everybody is
1: exactly I, I I don't know if i got to that when we talked about godzilla versus king kong but like that was the one thing i took away it was like oh my god she is old <laughs> she's like, old she's not, okay yeah she's not 12 13 where she's definitely like i mean I, I knew she was a little older playing younger but just yeah. the, the jump it's just that's
0: like, gonna oh. be one long summer between season three and four
1: <laughs> yeah
0: anyways okay all righty are we done? Are we done with Oscars?
1: I, I think so. I think we will, we'll, we'll be back. Um, I don't know. You said we got to talk to them next weekend about, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, our uh, Oscar wrap up probably won't be like the day or night after the Oscars. It'll probably no, be no. a little ways after, but, uh, yeah,
1: yeah we've got to have time we'll run
0: time, back yes. through this, see who won, determine what that winner gets out of all of this. Cause yeah. who knows? Uh, but yeah, man, so if you if you want to continue, to, we can catch yeah. up on some what you've been watching, then we can get out of here, whatever you want to do.
1: All right, let's do this, because um, this has been killing me to not be able to get... All right, so I left you with Jade last time. Yeah, what'd you think of Jade? Noah, it's a fuckhouse. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm going to
0: tell Beluga you. Beluga caviar, <laughs> Wolfgang Puck,
1: it's a fuckhouse. Did you you listen to how did this get made? Right, one hundred percent. Okay, because the, the the I was going to
0: tell you the, two if you hadn't.
1: Yeah, no, I listened to that right after I watched it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um did I mean, you check out
0: some of these gizmos and clitorifics. I was yeah I was excited <laughs> just thinking about you. You should try some of those <laughs> butt plugs. They're made for the perfect asshole. Yeah. Dude, I was just like, dude, Esther House was on the good cocaine that week. Apparently, some of those lines, I was like, dude, you're outdoing yourself. My mm-hmm. God, too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I I thought it was a blast, man. I Perfect. mean, one nope. of the Perfect wildest freaking movies I've ever seen. Um, it's but like yeah,
1: he made it just to have a '90s car chase through San Francisco. What so did you did think of that, dude? With them movie.
0: just like. The insanity of those car chases the intensity and like when people get hit by vehicles when vehicles get hit by other vehicles
1: <laughs> it's just when they like, drive through eight all drive of a sudden it's half. like
0: a Chinese action movie from the 90s like yeah. with the intensity level it was just yeah dude it's weird
1: mm-hmm. I liked it I loved it I thought I mean, I
0: mean it's it's trash but like glorious trash. trash glorious trash
1: yeah
0: Um. I and think, it's seedy and can, grimy you know and Chaz Palminteri's
1: in there. Oh my god! <laughs> dude. Speaking of Palminteri, Roxdale, no. I have more. I had one. Oh, okay, I wanted, it was new TV, and I don't know how much you follow this. I watched two weeks ago where they brought Stabler back to SBU. Oh yeah, only to start him on organized crime, and of right, course, right. Palminteri is in the first episode. Of organized crime. Oh hell yeah! Okay, guess who his son is? Who? He, he's a mob boss in, in in this show. His son is Mister Dylan McDermott.
0: You <laughs> McDermott Mulrooney? No, no, sure, surely Dylan McDermott. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I knew McDermott was in it. I so wait. They're saying he's related to Chaz Palmentary.
1: He's basically they set it up as like Palmentary is the old hat, like I'm the mob guy. McDermott is his son who's like estranged from him and is like, You you never should have talked shit about the fact that I married a black woman. You're du- you're dead to me, kind of thing. I and wonder
0: it- how Paul and feels about this because like they can't be that different in age, like maybe like 15, 16 maybe. years, and it's like he's really? playing my son.
1: Like, but it's, but, but Dylan t- McDermott it's like, has
0: aged incredibly well. So
1: yeah, he has, but I'm gonna spoil it because I know you're not gonna watch it. They killed Paul McTerry in the first episode. Oh, okay it's like that was it they're built but I I like this because it's like they're building to like it's almost like a Netflix kind of mm, just like a we're going to introduce a bad person that is probably ultimately responsible for what happened to you but you're not going to it's not like every other law and order where it's like we're going to get the guy we'll have a courtroom scene it'll be done this feels like it's going to be building to an overall thing throughout the episode pacing i don't know if they're going to do a full 24 if they're just going to do 12 and see what happens but right exciting to see the characters together again especially knowing like how he left sbu with them not giving him a new contract and him just kind of being like okay well i guess i'll go and he went off and i mean to me kind of had a successful career with movies being in you know movie shows i mean he's not like he just quit working he, he's been working forever so it was nice to see that so that's that was the only other tv thing i didn't mention but i wanted to wait till i got here um, okay uh another new one i watched buddy games on hulu okay that's uh <laughs> you have no idea no
0: please enlighten me
1: josh dumel um dak shepherd Uh, The one from I can't think of his name Nick He was in all the He's in all the Happy Madison stuff Nick um, Swartz. Yeah Him uh, The other Damon brother Not Damon uh, The other Dylan brother
0: Kevin Dylan Kevin Dylan
1: Matt Not Matt Dylan
0: Kevin Dylan I said it like three times
1: I don't know that is who
0: you're talking about. Entourage.
1: Is it him? I don't know. I have oh to look my it.
0: God, what is this movie about? You literally have zero of my attention, by the way, with the cast okay. you just gave me. I could care less about this, but please tell our listeners what it's okay. about.
1: Okay, so there's like a group of guys that get together and they do like fucked up, like have like you know they fuck with each other, like they're just old, old men aging, and like one of them there's an accident one year and you know they're coming, kind of coming back together, and the basic premise is like Josh Duhamel has like won all this, has earned all this money. He's a billionaire, and in order to kind of like bring his friends back together after the accident that happened to one of them, uh, he decides that like the old games they used to play and all the shit to like fuck with each other. Is this not just
0: tag? Hmm? No, Isn't it- this just tag. Like this looks like
1: tag. I mean, it could be, but it's not. <laughs> I never saw I mean, literally the poster looks
0: exactly like tag. I didn't okay. see tag either. I, I didn't. either. How many more times can we say tag? I
1: don't know. You want to okay. tag this up with them? I saw.
0: Was it any good? Because I it enjoyed looks like it. You hated a little it. Little bit
1: of, okay. Yeah. They probably hated it. I don't ever go by what people say. I go by what I feel. That's I, why I'm asking.
0: I, I Maybe it's a hit gym
1: here. Okay. To me. It, yeah. You know. <laughs> okay.
0: That's Buddy Games available on yes. Hulu, starring Josh Dumont. Mm-hmm. Josh Dumont. <laughs> um, all
1: right. The Big Easy. i never seen that before. Dennis Quaid? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John Goodman's in there. Uh, well, what's her face? Aaron Ellen Birkin?
0: Ellen Barkin, how dare you? Barkin,
1: Barkin. I don't know,
0: dude. Don't ever misspeak about Ellen Barkin. Okay, she's one of my all timers for sure. Oh, yeah, she can see of love, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, the uh, fan, uh, this boy's life. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, <laughs> fighting with De Niro, yeah, of course. Anyways. Uh, yeah, big easy, never seen it. Uh well,
1: that's after I just it, went safe. on my,
0: my bark and rant, never seen the big easy.
1: Dude, it's so good. I don't know how what I make a Dennis Quaid's accent, but is make- it
0: uh which is better, this or uh body heat?
1: Oh, I'd have to rewatch body heat. I watch or rewatch body heat during
0: quarantine. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. what a good movie. Um indeed. All right, I'll check it out. Is this on Prime right
1: now? Um, yeah, I believe so. Because it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, it was one of your, it was saved in our watch list.
0: Oh, because I was gonna watch it at some
1: point. Okay, all right, well, my bad.
0: Now I have to re add it. No, I mean, that's what it's there for, man. Yeah, it's like us uh, communicating digitally, just leaving suggestions around for each other.
1: Go ahead. Uh, this must be the place.
0: Oh the yeah okay how was that? You never seen it? No, never bothered with it.
1: Kind of weird. <laughs> um, really weird. Yeah, but like I enjoyed it. Weird.
0: I, I, Gavin, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's one of those movies you're not allowed to like. So is it an indie?
1: Maybe maybe I'm, I'm pretty like sure that. it is. How uh, did Sean, Sean Penn can't make indies. He's an Oscar one.
0: Um. That's like pretty much all he does lately. But yeah, God. Really? I mean, not lately. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But, hmm. Yeah, that well, was a, that was one I completely passed by.
1: I uh, it was on it was on uh, HBO, but I was like, okay, and I get the whole like I don't know I don't know what accent he was going for. he was trying to be like a cross between like Robert Smith from The Cure and like some other rock keep and keep talking. Thing. I I have no idea. So, you know, I enjoyed that. Um, let's see. What else have I got in here? Uh, Richard Jewell.
0: Did you say anything after this must be the place before Richard Jewell?
1: No, just Richard Jewell. Okay. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I, I was so happy for... Paul Walter Hauser when I don't think I need to be because I know the dude's good and like a lot of stuff, but that movie just like I don't know, man. If it was he, great. stuff happened to him at all, you know. Like I, I just I don't know. It it's kind of weird that like it takes Clint Eastwood football people to kind of put you in the mindset of, oh, you know how we like assassinate people without like knowing the facts now. You know we did that in the 90s, right? like when there wasn't an internet, we still did this. And like, this is the price we paid. Like, you know, the only saving grace for me is the fact that um, the reporter woman, when she actually went and like walked the route and she had the revelation of like, oh, he couldn't have made it here. That was the one saving thing because I feel like if you make that today or if that happens today, it's like, well, oh, it doesn't matter if he could have made it here or not. I'm still keeping my guns. I'm not going to like, for any sympathy or like printer retraction or like go back on what I said. I said it first. Right. I was well, first I, I got the applause. So I don't know
0: if you miss any of this controversy around when it came out, but that specifically that Olivia Wilde character is like part of the reason why the movie got completely like shafted in terms of awards consideration, etc. Because mm-hmm. apparently the whole depiction of her like sleeping with her contacts and like all of that stuff was like fabricated to like make her look like even more of a opportunist essentially and so it's like that was that was where it embellished where it's like so much of it was like very factually based but then it has this like well we gotta make we gotta make her this like evil vixen sort of thing baked in there Mm -hmm. um i was aware of that controversy before i watched the movie and I think I was like, I don't know if it's as heavy handed as some people think it is, but just simply the fact that it like it does the convenient like, yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood isization of just giving you a simple way to be like, oh, she sucks. So we should be like rooting for this other group anyways. Yeah. Um, and again, all Rockwell of that Rockwell removed you- from it, though, I Rockwell was great in it as well. Kathy Bates, like every, everybody was great.
1: Um, Very well made. Mm-hmm.
0: and um, yeah that was my first eastwood in a bit still never seen sully still got to catch the mule at some point Oh, but...
1: well, you got to watch the mule <laughs> all right.
0: we're gonna Let's see go. cry macho together
1: we are we take the family we want. It doesn't matter to me all right um okay yeah uh bfw finally got to see that
0: again okay Or is that a chef's kiss? What is this? Yeah. It's a shift. Again, I told you at the time, I was like, I know you'll like this more than I did. I had fun with it. I wanted a little more from it, but just Mm -hmm. you get those guys together in one location. Like, I'm going to be happy. And
1: that's the hammer's kid in there, isn't it? Right? Yes, it is. That I appreciate it. I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Passing Uh, the torch, if you will. Um, (laughs) Yeah. you got jerry horn from twin peaks old old DPK. Yeah. david love David mm-hmm. kelly yeah, um, cove. martin St- cove St- yeah, St- um, yeah and stephen lang and then wrong. there's one is there one more i'm forgetting like big gun that i'm forgetting
1: um norm from cheers
0: oh yeah george went for a bit i forgot yeah yeah dude yeah. um honestly if anything it's like i feel like if we got a little more um, from the what supporting cast and a little more from the villain side of things we have like a much better movie i felt like nobody else in the movie was really on the
1: level with those guys uh the the, the janitor guy from disturbing behavior william not william sadler. S- sadler yeah bill sadler Sadler. that's it Sadler. Yeah. I'm trying to the last name i was thinking forsyth and i was like that's wrong that's so wrong. Die Hard 2? Die Harder, dude? Yeah. General... Uh, um, Colonel Stewart. That's his name.
0: Colonel Stewart, yeah.
1: I forget all about that. Um, yeah, BMW. Um, I watched a little documentary called Charlie Bronson, Hollywood's Lone Wolf.
0: Is that a new doc or an old one?
1: It's new. Like last year, year before. Okay. Um, Where
0: is this available?
1: Uh prime if i'm not mistaken okay i think it's on prime really good really it got really into the the meat of how you know he you know had tried and tried and tried and tried and got nothing and then you know death with death wish hits and he's like i'm there he just becomes that guy even though he's like not the guy and how people were outraged by death wish um you know how People were, you know, it it covers pretty much everything about his life. And they do have some interview, rare interview footage with him, which I appreciated. Um, And, you know, going into like how he got his name and like his wife and all these different things, little stories and stuff. You really didn't may have not known about him, but just, I mean, if we're going to go that era, that's my dude. Like, yeah, it's him and Monty Cliff from like that era of like, studio based work moving into like where they wound up and he was notoriously like you find out he's like "Ah, i'm gonna work i'm you know i'm not gonna sit back and wait on like being the rest best roles being written for me this this and that i'm just gonna go to work and be an actor and i can appreciate that because having come up in a time where that's what he could do i i I can appreciate that and
0: admittedly charlie bronson's buddy i'm like completely ignorant on I've like really? bar- I've barely seen any of the output, so that's kind of an open invitation to whenever you uh, want to force me to watch something for 2 by 2 Oh, yeah. I mean, take your pick. I could find some. I think I've seen the original Death Wish one time, but that's pretty much at that and Once Upon a Time in the West, which I watched when I was like 10, is about as far as my, my Charlie Bronson knowledge goes.
1: Really? So you haven't seen Death Wish 3?
0: I haven't seen any of the sequels, no. I've listened to many podcasts about them. I've heard you recount them, but I've never. The
1: crackdown, the, oh man, the four, number four, the crackdown, that's the best.
0: All right, man. Well, there's a a drug dealer tricks
1: him into killing other drug dealers. It's the best. (laughs) Which one has
0: Michael Parks?
1: Number five. Okay. The face of death. All right.
0: Yes. Again, dealer's choice, but just keep that in mind. Okay. What else you got for me?
1: Um, I watched Grand Isle with Nick Cage on Hulu. Is that
0: not ringing a bell at all? Is that a newish Nick Cage? New is that wish. like last yeah, this, 10 this, years?
1: This last year, yeah, last year. Okay,
0: what's the deal with uh, that one? Uh,
1: he's a veteran, he has an accident and needs his fence repaired, and a uh, uh, guy shows up to fix it, and it becomes basically him this guy and Nick Cage's hot wife trapped in their own hat in Nick Cage's house with a uh, hurricane approaching and then craziness ensues. I'll leave it at that.
0: Intriguing.
1: Yeah. All right. It's on Hulu. Um, I watched unhinged with. I'm uh, um, okay.
0: Crowley. I plan on watching it. That's why I had it in the watch list. Should I move it up in my list or
1: not? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would okay. it's a good thriller. I mean
0: we I like- will talk about it soon then.
1: Yeah. Um let's see. I watched Contraband some garbage crime with uh Marky Mock and uh
0: r.i.p Marky Mark's mom passed away today.
1: Yeah, I saw that and Alma
0: uh, Wahlberg.
1: Rabisi Junior Vonnie Rabisi's in
0: it. I hear he's fantastic in it.
1: dude fucking Ben Foster. Enough said.
0: He's in contraband.
1: He is in contraband.
0: He just slips past me sometimes, dude. There was that know, whole Lance Armstrong movie.
1: Never watched it. Didn't catch it. Last big one that I saw with him was Galveston.
0: Dude, you need to watch Leave No Trace if you never saw it.
1: I, I, same
0: same year as Galveston.
1: Okay. Leave no trace. I got you.
0: He should have been up for best actor for that. But, anyways.
1: Uh never too young to die.
0: Old young? What?
1: Never Too Young to Die.
0: <laughs> Who's in that? That title sounds familiar. John Stamos.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes. I saw this pop
1: up. Uh, um, Gene Simmons from Kiss with No Makeup. Okay. And Stamos' dad is George Lazenby.
0: What's happening in the movie?
1: Stamos is a gymnast. His dad is like an international whatever thing. Uh, man, man of mystery, whatever. And... Uh, uh Gene Simmons runs this like underground slash desert group of crazies and uh John Stamos has to like you know learn to realize that his dad was never around because his dad was like a super secret agent and has to use the power of gymnastics and like whatever to like fight back against Gene Simmons uh, it's it's wild dude it's a wild 80s like just kind of under the radar like didn't have enough to be great but had enough money to get these people in it and it's semi-enjoyable it's a little bit better than hell comes to frog <laughs> but okay. it's not a mad max if, if that makes any sense word yeah okay um next one i watched was uh 2067 on hulu it's a New Zealand based uh, time travel, time warp movie. Um, okay. Earth, Earth is losing oxygen. Okay. I get a message to send a guy to the, a point in time in the future. And it's like, okay, you sent me here, but like, how, you know, how did we know to get here? Just it, it kind of messes with your, your perception of what time travel is. But I really enjoyed it for what it was. It didn't look like it, it looked not look. But also, like the story and everything, the questions it ask about time travel movies, if you will, the genre and all that, is pretty good. I, I can appreciate it. Um, oh, I finally watched the second Ghost Rider movie.
0: Oh but hell they, yeah!
1: I've never seen it, and it was like fucking amazing. Like, yeah,
0: like, wish, like head and I shoulders better than the uh, the first one.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why that Marvel Knights gig didn't just take off from there. That would have been great. Um, let's see.
0: Yeah, I, both of those are on Prime right now, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Right. All right. I watched.
0: Or HBO Max. I'm not sure.
1: I think it's HBO Max.
0: I forget. I'm just picturing Watch List in my head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I watched Hunter Hunter with Devin Sawa and Nick Stahl.
0: Okay. How was that?
1: Really good. Like, <laughs> okay. did not expect it to be that good. Like, uh, looked gorgeous. The, 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 like random, random as hell. Um, I heard Damon Selwyn talk about it on a podcast, and I was like, that sounds intriguing because I'd seen the, the the poster come up on Hulu once. And I was like, eh, it's probably stupid. Then I read it; he was in it, and I was like, because you, I couldn't tell it was him from the the poster at all. Um, uh. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, so I I would recommend that one. And finally, my last new one I watched is another movie called Night Moves.
0: Okay. Not the...
1: Oh, Oh, shit, dude. You you finally watched
0: a Kelly Reichert movie? I did. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. What'd
1: you think? Ah, really, really really ratcheted the tension up from the minute i realized you find out what they're doing the tension and then just everything it's it is
0: okay so go watch first cow now please go watch wendy and lucy go watch any of her other go watch meeks you would love meek's cut off dude western basically set on like the oregon trail Mm -hmm. fucking dude yeah, go watch anything else by her. But awesome. Where did you watch night moves? Because now I want to rewatch
1: <laughs> um, it. Um I might have been on prime. If it wasn't on prime, it was on Hulu. It is on prime. it's on Prime. Yes, okay. And, dude, that was when I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, I I watched it. Like, I've been, maybe I shouldn't do this to myself, but a lot of times I will watch a trailer just to be like, listen, if I get to the end of this, you know, minute and a half or whatever, and I'm like, huh, I'll turn it on and see what happens. And I was honestly like, okay, that's intriguing. And I put it on thinking, like, okay, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. And then I would just hook the entire time. I'm like, this is so much, this is fucking tense as shit, man.
0: Her movies are engrossing, dude. That's what I'm telling you. Like, again, I've told you vaguely about first cow and based on the description, you're like, Oh yeah, whatever. But it's just, you get so deeply invested in these people. Oh God. Okay. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you checked that out.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I got some rewatches I can throw at you. Okay, Very, very quickly. Uh, <clears throat> for our upcoming two by two, which will be the next thing we'll be recording theoretically. Yes. Super Mario Brothers and Michael Clayton. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good episode, just say. Okay. Uh, I watched Extract, the kind of the other long lost uh, Mike Judge movie. It's after idiocracy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Jason Bateman. Do you remember this? Kunis, Ben Affleck Mm -hmm. in a great supporting comedic role, which he hadn't done in a while. Uh, Yeah. It's on prime right now. Veronica is a huge Mike judge fan, mainly from King of the Hill and the movies as well, but she had never seen it. So surprised her with that one. I saw that in the theater with Colin, like opening weekend, there was two other people in the theater at the time. And I remember it being one of those where I was just like, dude, yeah, this is another like cult comedy classic. It's got great bits in it. It does, it's not as like standout as Office Space or Idiocracy, but it's definitely worth your time if you've never seen it. Uh, we started but did not finish Shanghai Noon. Oh, okay. Cause they'd had nights up forever. And I was like, I want to watch the first one. I don't care about the sequel. And then finally they put it up.
1: I and then she see was, the
0: uh, she, no, neither have I. Neither have I. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, Veronica was disappointed because it was it was too actiony. I was like, it's a Jackie Chan movie. Like, what were you expecting? She's like, I don't know. I was thinking more funny, like Rush Hour. I was like, it's funny, but like, you know. Anyways, Speed. It's on HBO Max.
1: Pop Quiz Hotshot.
0: Tried to follow it up with Speed Two Cruise Control, did not finish.
1: Is it available? Yeah, they're both on there. Both on Max. Oh, they're both. Oh, I've only yeah. I've only seen okay. Well, I might have to do that over this promising young woman joint. I don't yeah. know.
0: Also, Ted, t- <laughs> please watch Promising Young <laughs> Woman Said, Uh, did a little, little Robin Williams twofer Rewatched Mrs. Doubtfire for the billionth
1: time, along with Hook for the billionth time. Oh my god, dude. Do you talk about just like you give me one other person that has that amazing of a '90s output, and all I can tell you is, okay, well, that's another movie star. I
0: did, the only the only other rival is like Tom Hanks for their that's '90s. Like no the movie star. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: That's just there's a lot of there's a lot of actors in the '90s, Noah. There's four movie stars: <laughs> Smith, Tom Cruise, yep. Robin Williams, and, and Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Those are the much. '90s. Find me a fifth one, I dare you.
0: I don't know. I got nothing for Nick you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, those those two were both extremely fun rewatches. And then another movie you might remember, which is kind of like the bastard child of Mrs. Doubtfire and Pretty Woman in a weird way. Milk Money is on Amazon Prime. Oh, right <laughs> yes.
1: I'm so glad to know that. That might have to be somebody's 2 by 2 coming up soon because I haven't watched that in years.
0: Um, What an interesting rewatch as, a, as an adult. Have not seen it since like the beach when we were kids, uh, probably like seven or eight. I, I don't know why it works, but it's just it's the magic of Ed Harris and Melanie Griffith, dude. But some somehow that movie is not as like you would think going back to it, like, oh my god, this is gonna be so problematic. Like, how did they even make this? But like it pulls it off, dude. It's this sweet little fun movie,
1: it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And you got Malcolm McDowell there is there as the bad guy? Yeah. Of all people,
0: dude, some intense stuff where like Ann Haysh is the this the other prostitute, the right. like, hanger-on prostitute. But at one point, she's like, um, yeah so they found out cash was stealing money and they cut his heart out and you're like this is a kid's movie i think yeah I remember. is this a kid's movie but yeah right. it takes it to that level a couple times where you're like and then honestly the third act has a lot of problems but i would love to discuss them with you if you ever want to do a two by two or if you just rewatch it and we
1: can i will read dude i i got some stuff I, i've got some stuff on the rewatch. well what have I done since? Because I mean, we could just throw this in there and I could just wipe it with a clean slate. Because I mean, it hasn't been that much, honestly. Real uh, quick,
0: my other rewatch is Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, which is on Amazon Prime right now. I, I recommend it. You should check it out. There's at least some bits that you would enjoy. And okay. uh, <clears throat> that's all of my rewatches. My only lone new watch, first timer for me. A blind spot. I am very happy I corrected. Wong Kar In the Mood for Love from 2000, I believe, or 2001. It's available on HBO Max right now. Um, It's a fucking masterpiece, dog. I don't know why it took me this long to watch it. It's incredible. Great movie, In the Mood for Love. Don't want to tell you anything about it other than you should check it out. Okay. Very, very good. Go
1: ahead. Oh, no, well, I told you earlier I watched Bad Trip. So we can talk about that at, at length later. We don't have to worry we'll run into that now. Um, okay. Um, I've been watching... Uh, the, other, the other thing I have that's new new that I finished completely is them. I finished all that in a couple of days.
0: And you seem pretty positive on it. I had heard a lot of mixed internet reaction, which only counts for so much, of course, but I, I was hesitant to uh, to dive mm-hmm. in. So what, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts?
1: I... I was explaining this to Mike Allen because he had on his Snapchat that he was going to watch it. And I was like, it's basically, it's basically like the trauma of dealing with trauma of race relations in the forties and and post-war America, um, but not in the South out West. It wants to be, get out but it doesn't want you to know it wants to be get out Mm -hmm. and them and us like it wants to be jordan peele but it doesn't want to tell you that it wants to be that way but in doing all that still manages to pull off just there's so many things in there are like okay but is it really this or like is this just trauma manifesting itself is this just is this situation as it is face value, just that terrible that this is what happens, or is there some inherited supernatural issue, or is this just something? What what is this? It's, that's that's and I think that might be people's problem is because that's it's not- the
0: crux of the discourse I've heard is pretty much that it feels like trauma for trauma's sake, and that was going to be my follow up question is. How would you rate the entertainment level compared to something like Lovecraft Country, which I feel like went off in some wild, crazy directions and, like, touched on a lot of, like, really tough issues, but never lost sight of being just a fucking flat out entertaining show every single episode? I, not that we have to directly compare the two, but they're both Dealing with race relations and they are both ostensibly horror shows, correct?
1: This is, I mean, yes, I, I would maybe, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say this. Or is, is this horror.
0: more of a drama?
1: It is, it's definitely got the horror theme. I wouldn't go horror, I would go more like thriller, terror, mm-hmm. much okay. out, out horror. But I would, I can see the argument of, okay, does it, it may lose sight of what it is? But I also feel like it's just, I don't think anything is at the same time. I don't think anything is played up to 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 an a, you know, an unrealistic level. It doesn't seem like it does anything just to do it or just to be like, hey, we should do this or oh no, that's how it was, so we can we can get away with this. I I feel like for for what it is, it solely survives for me by the performances of the mother and father characters. The children are mm-hmm. great in it. Don't get me wrong. You know, and where everybody goes, and the there's a particular scene um, later on in it where I had to catch myself and realize, oh wait a minute, no, he's not. He he's he's thinking this. This isn't actually happening. Um, but one of the scariest things, which I don't know how this makes me sound, but there is a I'm not, I don't want to spoil it too much, but essentially everybody has their own little thing and you get to like develop that with them. But for the father character, who is a World War II veteran, his character, his thing is a blackface actor. And mm-hmm. the way that, that that person, that actor portrays, I don't know if that's him or if it's another actor, like I don't know how, because some of it is manifestations of themselves. Some of it is different people. But the way that they, the makeup and the way that they like the actions of that like character of this person in blackface, I don't, he does have, the character does have a name, but I can't remember what he tells him his name is. It is just so unsettling to mm-hmm. watch. Not on a, not even from like a, a, you know, history of what that means, like that, the, you know, how where it came from and what it does and just watching it in the in the hindsight of like history and what blackface was, just the way that the character looks is menacing. It's like it's like up there with to me, it's up there with like Tim Curry Pennywise, menacing to me, just the way it looks. I'm like this is Mm -hmm. I'm 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 a little scared, Mm -hmm. but I also want to I can't take my eyes off this thing because I don't know what it's going to do next in terms of like physically, but also like what it may tell me about what insight I can gain from why exactly the father figure, this main character is having this experience with this thing in blackface. But again, it, it lives by the performances of the lead two actresses. I thought they, the actor and actress who played the mother and father, I, think, I thought they were great. All right. I, I would recommend it. it. Some of the latter subject matter is a little rough when it not that it has nothing to do with race it's just rough in general right um i mean race obviously is a part of it but aside from that it is just a little rough i wouldn't recommend it for everybody uh but if you can get past that sort of thing then and you so,
0: can and proceed with caution to amazon yes, primes them all right. right okay uh you got anything else there brother
1: um no, I mean, just, you know, here and there, a few episodes of uh, Joe Kendo, a few episodes of uh, My 600 Hundred Pound Life, and Handmaid's still. That's about it.
0: Uh, I finished Can't Get You Out of My Head, the Adam Curtis documentary that I was talking to you about a little while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's available on YouTube. Uh, definitely worth the the eight and a half hour time investment. Uh, finally started Mighty Ducks Game Changers.
1: What did you think of the first two?
0: Um, I have only watched the first one so far. Oh. Uh Okay, I'm loving it. It's good. It's entertaining. Uh, it's it's well done.
1: Yeah, i I've been waiting for them to build. I watched the first two. I'm waiting for them to build up a couple. I think I missed. I haven't seen three and four yet. So,
0: but yeah, um, they're they're doing a good job. I'm,
1: yeah. I'm liking it.
0: uh More on that later. Okay, good. And I'm still uh, still enjoying Banshee. Uh, haven't gotten to a new episode in a while, but I'm still working on it. Uh, what was the I, last
1: thing you watched? What was the last thing that was happening in Banshee when you watched it?
0: Um, I think I watched one episode after the one that I told you about, which uh, I'm still like midway through season two. I'm going to have to like remind myself where I was at. Okay. So I'll finish know. it. I will finish it. I promise.
1: It just, I mean, I, I want you to, but also I just love the idea that like dad has seen something you haven't. Yeah. Way through. Now I know he- uh, Well, I'm
0: letting him enjoy it and get his kicks yeah. while he can. And you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't start coming at him with like big questions about like what do you think about this performance and that dude or whatever. Don't <laughs> well, I it. mean,
0: personally, that's kind of the thing I love about Banshee, is like there are no deep themes. <laughs> there nope. is no there is no second layer to this. It is pure pulp, entertainment, and plot. Yes. And every once in a while I like a show that is just that. Mm-hmm. That does it is not asking me to think on any kind of deeper level or uh, investigate the, the themes, if you will, because there are well, no the, themes. There well, are no themes in that. show. Oh, no. I mean,
1: you have, you know, you know, I, you know what it is. It's not that there's themes. It's just there's tropes. Yes. That's what it is. it's a trope show. There's the mistaken identity, the you know, the constant running of, Oh, will they find out who he really is. There's the action. the obligatory- Yeah. I
0: mean, if you, if you want to yeah. get deep, there's the duality of man and like what separates, you know, a criminal from criminal cops yeah, from course. criminals. There's all of that. But I'm like, but really it, it's a show about how many people can he beat the shit out of and how many people can he have sex with in each episode? Right. How many women will Lucas hood burn through in this town? How does he continue to find more and more?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh the, yeah. the sequel series was going to be called whose banshee is it and it was just going to be all about the women he impregnated
0: well I heard that's why he, he was like I can't do season 5 I can't I just I, I, I've got nothing left I'm spent yeah. I gotta go yeah. play Homelander sorry <laughs> I gotta go play impotent now basically
1: yeah
0: like instead I gotta go the exact but opposite direction
1: instead of every woman it's just the only woman that matters and that's you know um carl urban's wife and so you know at the end of the day yeah. you
0: know well, and let's not forget about elizabeth shoe
1: yeah that's true I, you know
0: okay anyways yeah. uh so yeah we'll uh we'll get back with you guys after the oscars yes and of course we will be back fairly soon with this month's two by two retro review it is happening uh yes super mario brothers uh and michael clayton So it's Mm -hmm. going to be uh, an interesting pairing and one I'm looking forward to. And then shortly after that, we'll have our big crossover episode, Rocky and the Karate Kid with uh, the old brothers Blanchard. And from what I hear in that same episode or separated out probably into a separate conversation, we will be wrapping up the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh,
1: Okay.
0: So look forward to that, everybody.
1: And uh, I am. I'm getting okay. vaccinated again tomorrow. So this any- is your
0: second dose.
1: Yes. Round two. Anytime after tomorrow. Well, no, well, it is technically Monday. Um, it's happening Tuesday. So yeah, tomorrow morning. Um, but anytime after tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night, anytime after that, I'm game to uh, do the uh, retro rewatch. And if this turns out, okay. And, you don't sound terrible if you just want to do it over here if you don't have to deal with this little doll that's ruffling around on her little thing back behind me if you can see that if you don't if that doesn't come through in it's the not summer, bothering
0: me not bothering me okay. bro
1: <laughs> okay good um but if you if, if it all sounds good and you think it will work we can um we can do it over zoom or you know you want me to ride down it doesn't matter i'm always down for a, a trip down to good old charleston south carolina all right
0: <laughs> so well, we uh, we'll figure that out soon.
1: But all right, that'll work.
0: Uh, for now, we're gonna sign off. I've been Noah, and I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard brothers, and you've been listening to what we've been watching and
1: what we think is gonna win at the Oscars. Yeah, what we were predicting. So, uh,
0: until next time, have 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 a have a day, have a good time. <laughs>
1: And uh, don't have acid.
0: Sure. <laughs>